Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Today we're going to talk with Gail Hamilton. Gail is a blind, accomplished musician, author, and a nationally recognized professional speaker. Her unparalleled determination, immense knowledge, and astounding experiences have inspired thousands to live lives of action, purpose, and vision. Gail joins us to talk about herself and how she inspires people to live life to the fullest. Hi, Gail. Hi, Brian. How are you? I am well. And you? I am doing very well. Tell us about yourself. Wow, there's a big open question. I <laughs> I can do that in eight minutes. Um, <laughs> everything I never want to know. I was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, 1953, to upper middle class parents. They um, and then I was two and a half pounds premature. I weighed two and a half months premature. I weighed two and a half pounds. Uh, my waist was as big as putting my middle finger and uh, thumb together in a circle. That's how big I was. I was a twin, and we could sleep together in my dad's shoebox. Um, about six months after my birth, my parents figured out I was blind due to too much ox- pure oxygen, 100%, put into the incubator, and that damaged the retinas leaving me partially sighted till I was 11. Uh, and then at that point, I got cataracts and became totally blind. I can just give the whole spiel if you want that. You want the whole <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to relate a little bit here. I was born three months premature. I, I was small too. And they had to put me in an incubator too. Wow. And I'm, yeah. and I'm visually impaired today. I was born with retinopathy of prematurity. Yeah. Yeah. What year were you born? 1985. Wow, they're still doing it then. You think they'd learn? I think they had to rewrite the medical books for us, you know? Well, there you go. When you became totally blind, what sparked your interest in classical music? My, well, what started it was hearing a piano concerto one day on the radio when Indianapolis at the time did not even have a classical radio station. So that must've been in divine order. I always loved that classical music. And my grandma was the one that inspired me and applauding me where my parents discounted everything. They, they financed it, but my grandma was the one that encouraged it. And so I just always had that gravity towards beautiful sound and beautiful music and, and all that. What additional personal challenges did you experience in your life because of your vision? Yeah, from the get-go. My parents, some blind people have parents that nurture, guide, and empower them towards their greatness. And they, they see their child with a disability or blindness as a normal child, quote unquote, and then they raise them up to anything you can do if you want it and you can persevere and you can accomplish that. And that was not my parents. My parents were the total opposite. 
So from the get-go, I had, they abused me emotionally and physically, psychologically. And sometimes I really think that to end up as good as I did to be who I am today, it's pretty amazing. In my book, I call that, that I climbed the psychological Mount Everest. And it was hard. And so that was the challenges growing up, going to a blind school. That wasn't so bad. Going to a parochial school in high school and, you know, not having computers, being the first blind person there and discriminations with that, discriminations in college. I had a contest I once entered uh, in, a, in my master's degree and the and I was one of the top seven singers in the country and she disqualified me for just being blind. And I didn't know because I was abused. I never fought back. I never was an advocate for myself. So I didn't stand up for that and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm blind. I have the same rights as anybody else. I did a doctor degree or partially. And they too said I couldn't have that because of my blindness. And I didn't fight them. However, I then went for a master's in psychology and they too said I couldn't have that degree because of being blind, but I did fight that one because by that time I was doing some therapy and I was beginning to find my, my voice physically, psychologically, emotionally. And even though I had the singing voice, I didn't have that advocacy voice to stand up for me. And I did fight that one and did win that one. And then I was in a long-term relationship once where during that, and you know it's wrong for yourself if you're not happy. And I, I was suicidal like five to ten times during that relationship. So I've had a lot of social discrimination, uh, educational discrimination, personal obstacles, and ugh, but I've I have made it to the other side, and that's how I know people can do that. So you drove through a lot of roadblocks, got through those roadblocks to end up at your final destination. Absolutely. Now let's get back to music. How yeah. did you discover your passions for singing and playing the piano? Hmm. Passion, you know, it's just kind of there. You know, I've always played piano. My grandma, probably my grandma, she's the one that would encourage and applaud. And I remember making waves on the piano at six and she'd go, yay, that's good, you know. <laughs> so where my parents wouldn't do that but she's the one that always said yes do it and ever since my first voice lesson in high school she that voice teacher said wow you know she believed in me and then later on my voice teacher into my master's degree and she believed that I was a singer that just happened to be blind not a blind singer and her seeing me as quote normal that was I think that meant a lot to me psychologically and musically because because of her I got to be in those in two operas I got to be that seventh finalist in a national competition you know I got to be in zillions of recitals and quartets and singing groups and uh, you name it I did it <laughs> oh my goodness did you yeah. win any awards <laughs> oh lots of I always got um uh, I got some, I got some first places, but I was like second, third, and fourth. It's like, what's up with that? Wow. <laughs> but, you, know, you know, number two always tries harder, <laughs> but you know, the blindness kind of, that's sometimes what people saw instead of the singer, you know? So that was boogie. You also yeah. had a voice teacher, Margaret Thuneman. Margaret she was the Thuneman. first person who viewed you as a singer, quote, 
who happened to be blind, end right. quote. Did that perspective inspire you to just spread your wings in the musical area? In some ways. I mean, that's how I got to do those two operas and do all those musical accomplishments was because of her belief in me. The I, I would guess the unfortunate news about that would be that, you know, I came to Colorado to get the doctorate and, and do other things. And so it didn't continue in the way that I hoped. I mean, I wanted to be an international concert singer. So that didn't really happen. But I think the confidence in myself, she's the one that inspired me to get my first CNI dog way back when, because she saw other blind people with one and said, wow, you should do that. That'd create your independence and dignity. And it did. So I have her to think about that. She, she told me about getting on SSI originally and you know SSDI and, and some of that stuff. So she really... I, I lived with her for a year and a half. So being around her exquisite mind was very empowering. She, yeah, she totally saw me as a whole person with value and validity and lo- and her love. I think that also encouraged me to go towards my greatness. And since I, that was one of the highlights of my life to be in her under her wings and tutelage for those five years. It was it was totally amazing. And even though maybe I didn't go, I wanted to go, certainly her influence has touched my life to this day. So after you went to college, you moved to Colorado where you are now. You yep. saw the psychotherapist just help you further improve your life. Talk about that experience. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I've believe that I'm not, I was the kind of person that I just didn't want to go like, oh, I want to feel better. I wanted to know what made me tick. I wanted to know how come I was so depressed and unhappy and eventually how come I was so suicidal. I, I wanted to know, I wanted to know me. And in doing so, I was willing to do whatever it took to get rid of everything that was holding me back in my life. And what was holding me back was those six inches between my ears. It wasn't my blind, it was partially blindness because as we all know, there's 60 to more percent of unemployment in the blind community. So there's, you know, there is discrimination and barriers to overcome. And yet some of it was my mindset. And so I had to clear all that out, like cleaning an engine of a car. And I was willing to take that engine apart, clean all of its little parts, and then put it back together in order to be who I am today. And because I was willing to go through all that pain, and there was a boatload of it, and because I was willing to do that, that's why I am who I am now. So you went from being this victim of your own circumstances, and you created your own destiny. That is awesome. You've Absolutely. written books, and you've yep. given back to the community to share your story. And a little bit aside from that, in 2013, you became Miss Colorado Senior America. You were also the fourth runner-up during the National Miss Senior America pageant. Mm -hmm. You were also the co-author of Louise Hayes' book called Speaking Your Truth, A Woman's Anthology, Volume 3, and Modern Day Miracles. Tell us about these big events and some of your additional experiences in just giving back to the community. For the pageant, we had to have, not only was there a 
evening gown competition and a singing and and uh, interviewed the judges. But we had to have a philosophy. And my 35 second philosophy is, I believe my desire to fly must be bigger than my fear of falling. Vision is internal, not external, and is guided by my heart, not my eyes. In order to be free to fly, you must want your dream, feel your dream, and believe that your dream will come true. Most importantly, you must live your dream. I'm the creator of my destiny, the composer of my symphony, and I choose to live a life of greatness. So doing the pageant, my whole thing for doing that was to inspire others to live their passions and their dreams. My whole thing is that I was a victim for 50 out of my 67 years now. And I believe if I can help somebody not be a victim for one second longer than they have to be, then my mission has fulfilled itself. So I, yes, I was Miss Colorado and I won fourth in the nationals. I've built my own Habitat for Humanity house from the ground to the roof. I did studs, I hammered on the roof. Uh, it was fabulous. I painted, you know, I did all that. I've gone around the country and spoke. I'm now doing podcasts. I'm blogging every day. And my whole vision to give you, I'm part of the Inglewood Lions Club. Uh, in Colorado here. So my whole thing is to give back the knowledge, the wisdom that I've received through all my life experiences and hoping that somebody can learn from that and go, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Because I'm no greater than anybody else. I just keep persevering. I just keep wanting to fly, you know, and I'll do anything to do it to fly. Just keep pushing and just keep going. Absolutely. Now, you've sung both operatic and concert music at a national level. Talk about some of your professional music experience there. I've done mainly, I, I think the two crowning points were those two operas I did when I was in master's, uh, when I was getting my master's. But And besides that, I've sung, I don't know how many times for local assisted living places and uh, service clubs and and I've spoken for all that too and I I and I've taught piano for 40 years I think and I've been on radio and I've been on TV and I've uh, been in parades and all kinds of amazing experiences and I don't I think I've touched hundreds of thousands of lives over my lifetime of between performing and speaking and playing the piano and playing auto harp. I, th I think there's just been people come up to me to this day and go, I had a lady the other day who lives in my building. And she said, Oh, I knew you 40 years ago and you taught me piano. And I went, I had no idea. I don't have any memory of that. So I know I've touched many more lives than I even know about. Now you're sharing your experiences <laughs> and knowledge, just like you're doing right here on this show through speaking with larger audiences in person and living a life of greatness each day. Tell us about that. I I love doing what I'm doing. I love inspiring others to persevere, to overcome, to, to be who they want to be. And I'm doing that through the blogs, and I'm doing two of those a week. I'm doing that through, I'm making a video once a week, and uh, putting that on YouTube. I'm, what else am I doing? I'm, um, going on podcasts, you know, to, today I'm in California and Sunday I'm going to be in Australia. And so 
I'm just traveling around the world via Zoom. It's kind of fun. And I, I love doing what I'm doing because I love inspiring people. And I've written a book, and which is on Bard and on Amazon. So it's it's my pleasure and honor to give back to people in any way I can do that to give you some hope and to let you know that you it's what's between your ears that matters. Once you learn that you it's your thoughts that create who you are and your destiny, then the sky's the limit on what you can do. And actually the universe is the limit. I think I'll expand that. Hey, you can even go above the sky in the universe. Absolutely. Other universes. Yeah. How can our listeners learn more about you, Gail? They can learn more about me. You could go, probably the easiest way is to go through my website. And then it has a link on there that you can, um, you know, to receive my emails and my newsletters and that kind of thing. And my website is soaringintogreatness.com. And soaring is like flying. So it's S-O-A-R-I-N-G, greatness, all spelled out, dot com. Okay, we'll check those out. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I guess if you're really savvy, you can go into Facebook and YouTube and check me out over there too. All right. Well, Gail, you've lived an unbelievable and unforgettable life and inspired us to see greatness in our own lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutforthebind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash uh dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at speaking-out-4-a-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you heard? There's a new show on ACB Radio Interactive. This is Jason Castingway inviting you to join me on Artfelt. I will be bringing music to you that stands out, pieces that fill the heart and rouse the body, from symphonies that ring to songs that swing to harmonies that zing. I can make my most fantastic most fantastic dreams come true. And everything in between. My goal is to take you on a musical safari, leaving you with the satisfaction of a journey well spent. 
So tune in to ACB Radio Interactive for Artfelt every Tuesday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. For this is where music echoes the thoughts of the soul. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. This is Alice Cooper for R.A.D.D. There's a lot of things we have no control of in this world, but that's not the case with drunk driving. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Think ahead and choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives on and so should you. public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. Ever think of light bulbs as being cool? They are if you choose energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures that have earned the government's Energy Star label. They're so hot, they're cool. Because they burn cool and last up to ten times longer, you save money and oodles of energy. Change a light, help the environment, save some green. The solution is as close as your nearest lamp socket. Brighten your environmental future. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. This is Daryl Lukes, inviting you to join me for my new show on ACB Radio Interactive. It's called The Classical Show. It's on every Wednesday, starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Each week, I'll play some great classical music for you. I'll be playing everything from solo chamber works to large orchestral works. Everything from composers such as Bach and Handel through Copeland, Shostakovich, Vaughan Williams, and just about everything in between. I hope you can join me for my new show. It's called The Classical Show. It's on every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on ACB Radio Interactive. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org